When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Big Jim Murray here again for AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's now officially been a year for me taking AG1 as part of my daily morning ritual. It's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. Just one scoop into 12 ounces of water on an empty stomach to start the day, and I get all my nutritional bases covered. Since I started AG1, I've noticed a real dramatic difference in my appetite, my energy. I've been sleeping better. So what is it? Sure you're asking. Well, with one tasty scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash shockey. That's athleticgreens.com slash shockey. Check it out. With the 17th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Christian Gonzalez, defensive back, Oregon. All right, back here, 98 Bob the Sports Hub. I'm Joe Murray, live from the WinBet Sportsbook here at Encore Boston Harbor. Uh, Alex Barth is going to do some uh, some web work. He'll be back in just 10 minutes. I think he's trying to get the uh, interviews that are going on uh, for the post, uh, post-draft post party that's happening over at Gillette Stadium. Well, let's welcome in on the Volkswagen Dealers Expert Hotline, Greg Bedard. He's from the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Greg, I think things got a little wild uh, in the draft, once one corner came off the board, and then, well, then the Patriots traded back, and a tackle comes off the board. Uh, what did you just see from or early on before we get into the pick? What did you see from the picks heading up until 14? And uh, I know you had a nugget on Broderick Jones as well. Yeah, so, um, sorry, I'm just calling up um, the first round because I'm not very good at um, instant recall. Um, but, you know, on Broderick Jones, um, because he was certainly he was a guy that I mocked to the Patriots at 14. He was there on the clock. Um, I had talked to um, a pretty well connected source who uh, also might be in the offensive tackle business, and I was just asking him in general about the offensive tackles and you know about Broderick Jones. Um, you know, I didn't get any specifics from him, but just in our general discussion about some of the guys said that there was there were some concerns some pretty big concerns about him um off the field which i you know you combine that with some of his film which is you know inconsistent and i i I don't think that he was a player that the patriots um you know would have loved i think you know when you, you talk about leading up to 14 i think that you know that three of the four quarterbacks went was good for the patriots um that you know Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama, going 12th to the Lions, and also Lucas Van Ness, the mm-hmm. defensive end from Iowa. Those are two guys that probably 
most teams didn't have like high first round grades on. Um, so that increased the ability of the Patriots to have somebody on the board that they would be interested in. And I think that those, you know, coming up to that pick, I think that Broderick Jones, assuming he, he, he popped for them off the field, like he, they were okay with him off the field. He would be one guy, Christian Gonzalez, that he hadn't gone yet. Um, you know, he would be also be a guy that they would consider. And then I really don't think they would have considered one of the wide receivers. That was my intel going into this, that, that they were not interested in any wide receivers in the first round. And, you know, so for the Patriots to get on the clock there, you know, there's a tackle there. I, the Steelers were one of the teams that I had tabbed coming up for a tackle. I thought they might trade with Green Bay in front of uh, in front of the Patriots. Um, maybe the Packers drove too hard of a bargain, especially after the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. But uh, the Patriots were able to find a trade partner there. And I thought, you know, considering the draft charts, I thought they did a good job. I mean, people won't be crazy about a fourth-round pick, but, you know, there was another trade back similar. I think one spot, and there was a fifth and a sixth. That's basically the equivalent of a fourth. So, you know, I thought they did well with the compensation. And I don't think they were crazy about any of the options there. And so what a lot of us anticipated, the Patriots traded back. Yeah, and, and again, just tackle. Um, something that was somewhat of a need, right? I know they got some players in free agency, and I don't know if they could have gone guard tackle back-to-back years, but uh, the fact that, uh, I agree with you, the fact they were able to just you know move back a few picks, get the fourth-round pick, it was worth it just by based off what the teams were doing. Um, what, what kind of threw me off was Will McDonald goes, and then Emmanuel Forbes goes. So as far as defensive backs, you look at it and say, Witherspoon, Gonzalez, they could have been one, two. And then Forbes goes ahead of them. I, I guess I, I should ask you, is, was Christian Gonzalez someone that they took as best player available, or was it truly just a position of need? Um, I think it was best player available. I think that, you know, and, and I don't think, like, look, and also, you know, some of those same discussions, um, while I think – Gonzalez's film is pretty clean. I don't think he's a totally clean prospect. I think his his film should have dictated that he was taken in the top 10 and that a guy like Emmanuel Forbes went in front of him. I mean, you have to ask questions, you know, you know why that is. And, and I don't think it's a huge fall for Gonzalez. Like we're not talking about like Christian Barmore, like fall, um, you know, Barmore had the talent on, on film to be a middle of the first round guy. And he ends up in the second round. Um, you know, there were reasons for that. And even, you know, Christian Barmore has admitted that, you know, there, there were, there were concerns. I think there, I think there are some hidden concerns about Gonzalez. Um, I I think his film's too good. Um, And, you know, I think his makeup overall is really good. I mean, I think the Patriots did, you know, really well getting that player at that spot. I mean, I'm not going to go nuts about the value or even picking up an extra pick. I mean, I think it's part of doing business, but I think I think they got a good player, uh, a different player than what they have, and I think he 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 certainly upgrades them in the secondary, a place um, you know that a lot of us have been you know screaming about for a while that they needed to get uh, go get a number one cornerback, and I think that Gonzalez certainly has that potential. All right, well, I'll break down the uh, the addition of. Uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon in just a little bit with Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, just before we hit the headlines, 
Have you watched any of this coverage here? There was a flyover earlier on. Uh, the Kansas City, they brought out, you know, they brought out Mahomes. They just brought the, the, the trophies out, the Lombardis out, and now they're singing Fight for Your Right to Party. Uh, have you ever been to one of these before? Uh, how is it NFL draft? I have. I, 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 some people won't believe this. I have never, ever attended an NFL draw, <laughs> draft, not as a fan, not as a media member. It's nothing that helps me do my job. In fact, it's too, It's become so much of a circus. Like Even when I was a student at Rutgers, I didn't even take the train in when it was in New York. So, no, I haven't been there, and I don't watch a lot of the coverage. It's, uh, it's a little bit too much for me. Oh, I will say it got a little nutty. Um, you should have seen Barth's reaction at times. Um, oh my God! When B.J. Robinson got selected, he was—he popped out of his seat. It was—it uh, was—it was a sight to see. Uh, we'll uh, be joined by Alex Barth coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we'll take a look at some of the some more of these picks. And well, it looks like the Patriots are done for day one. So uh, they get their pick in. We'll break it all down with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal, and you know, look a little bit more into Christian Gonzalez, who some people think he may have fell to the Patriots at seventeen. Uh, but we'll uh, discuss that more, and we'll get to the headlines here, including uh, the Celtics, who got a big win tonight. Uh, we'll get to the headlines and more with Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal. It is Ramiro, and I'm so excited because I'm going to be at Panacea Wellness, their new location in Beverly. It's 13 Enon Street, okay? So join me April 28th. It's on a Friday from 11 to 1. See everything they have to offer, from concentrates to edibles to pre-rolls, tinctures, topicals, vaporizers, accessories, all that. Panacea Wellness has it all. And if you come down April 28th from 11 to 1, you can see it all with me, Ramiro, Panacea Wellness in Beverly. I can't wait. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR282334. Hey, Big Jim Murray here again for AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's now officially been a year for me taking AG1 as part of my daily morning ritual. It's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. Just one scoop into 12 ounces of water on an empty stomach to start the day, and I get all my nutritional bases covered. Since I started AG1, I've noticed a real dramatic difference in my appetite, my energy. I've been sleeping better. So what is it? Sure you're asking. Well, with one tasty scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash shockey. That's athleticgreens.com slash shockey. Check it out.
extended coverage here on 98.5 The Sports Hub. We're going until 1 a.m. The NFL draft has just ended officially. What a long night. What a long night, but things did get a little wild tonight. Some uh, unexpected moves, I at least thought, uh, with uh, Jameer Gibbs going to Detroit, which we'll get into Detroit in just a little bit, and Lucas Van Ness going to Green Bay. The Patriots made a trade. They moved from 14 to 17. They traded with the Steelers. So many players were on the board. Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal at that time. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo was one of the big names that people were interested in. Uh, obviously, Christian Gonzalez was another one here, but uh, they select Christian Gonzalez. What do you know about him? Uh, obviously, we know he's a, a big uh, a big corner, something that the Patriots don't have, and he's fast, something that the Patriots have been trying to do over the last couple of years with their draft picks. Uh, what else can you tell us about Christian Gonzalez? So, I mean, look, you know, like you said, I think – I think the, the thing that stands out about Gonzalez is, um, you know, his size, speed, athletic profile. I mean, you know, it's really, you know, off the charts in terms of, um, you know, how how good he is um, of a prospect in, in terms of those things. I mean, you know, he ran great, great vertical jump. Um, and the, the important thing is, is you see these things on film. I mean, he is... He's an outstanding cornerback as far as, um, you know, man coverage. Um, he's really good in zone. He's a willing tackler. Um, you know, he's really good on the ball. Um, probably the only deficiencies on film with him is just, um, you know, a little bit of his playing strength, a little bit of his physicality, his edge in terms of, you know, normally at cornerback you want one of these, you know, sort of, crazed dogs who has a screw loose and like he's a lot more composed um that type of guy he reminds me a bit you know and and i haven't looked at the the size comparison but you know when when i when i watch him i thought of nandi asamoa um that kind of cornerback um at times at oregon you also saw him match up with uh tight ends sort of move tight ends so i think the patriots with uh, sort of their land of Lilliputians at cornerback up until now, like, you know, with Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones and Marcus Jones and Miles Bryant. Um, Jalen Mills was sort of their quote-unquote size. We don't know whether he fits a corner or safety or whether he's even on this roster um, when all is said and done. But I think that, you know, Gonzalez, Gonzalez definitely is a different physical profile than what they had. He can match up with, you know, the T Higgins of the world, you know, if you want to go a little bit faster against Jamar Chase, you can match him up with the bigger receivers. And the Patriots have really lacked that since um, Stefan Gilmore was traded away. Yeah. One of the things that I always liked about him was how he played in press coverage. Um, just, just a couple of things. I, I watched him uh, while at Oregon. He, he had a, he actually played on special teams, block kicks, uh, did that, but he could play nickel. He could play outside, but press coverage was one of his, you know, I thought something he could do. Some of these bigger receivers he really could uh, go up against. I don't think the Patriots have a guy like that on their roster right now, right? Do you, like, do you think him and Jack Jones are going to battle for playing time on the outside? Is that the position that you see him filling on this Patriots team? Yeah, I think he's definitely – I mean, he's a matchup guy, and the Patriots will do that depending on the week. But I, I do think – uh, you know, once training camp happens, off-season practices, you know, I, you, 
I would assume, I mean, we'll just see, have to see how he transitions, but in a perfect world, whenever it happens, um, he's sort of the number one. Jack Jones is the number two. And I think this, this draft pick and, you know, given that Gonzalez develops, I think that Jonathan Jones goes back to slot, which is his normal, um, you know, his best position. And I, so I think that upgrades the Patriots there. And then, you know, to me, I think Marcus Jones is probably the fourth cornerback. Miles um, Bryant probably slants more towards safety along with Jalen Mills. They take a look at that. And I would think that, you know, this might give Marcus Jones the opportunity to um, maybe get a few more offensive reps in um, because I don't think they're going to need him this year. Um, especially if John Jones goes back to slot. So I think it opens a lot of possibilities for the Patriots. Yeah, and, and they had a big corner in the past, uh, Joan Williams, who's now moved on. Uh, it didn't work out for Joan, um, but this is what they're trying to do, right? They've been trying to find this big corner for a while, but how does the addition of Gonzalez now match up to the rest of the wide receivers that are in the division? Uh, well, it's a good it's a good question. I mean, you know, I, I think that, you know, he'll obviously get the biggest one. I mean, you know, when we talk about, you know, some of the other teams, I mean, I think that, you know, Garrett Wilson might get like, you know, Jack Jones. And then, uh, you know, I think that that uh, I think that Gonzalez would get more of, um, you know, Alan Lazard, that type of guy with the Jets, I think, you know, in Buffalo. Um, I'm just, just sort of looking up there, the, the, the depth charts in the, so Gabe Davis, I think, yep. I think that, um, you know, he would, he would draw Gabe Davis Stefan Diggs would be more of, well, hopefully not John Jones. Cause he's gotten the best of him, but Jack Jones would get Stefan Diggs probably with help. Um, I think that, you know, when you're talking about the dolphins, I think the Gonzalez would draw Jalen Waddle. Um, Tyreek Hill is a different beast that you got to, you know, you, you got to cover a different way. Um, you know, like I said, Lazard, you know, they also have Corey Davis and Mims in New York. So I think, you know, in general, I think Gonzalez is going to get the bigger guys. Um, but you know, he, he, the Patriots are good about, you know, if there's a tight end that they need to worry about, um, they won't be afraid to move him over there on third down. So now that, uh, Christian Gonzalez is in the mix, uh, you know, again, I, I think that he fell to them. Um, why do you think he fell? What, is, is there any – I'm confused because I, I thought Witherspoon and Gonzalez were one too. Um, I don't know if you've talked to anybody yet or if there's – I'm just really surprised that this type of player who was ranked fifth, and maybe this is to your point about the hoopla, right, of the NFL draft. Everyone thinks this, says that. I mean, this is a guy that potentially, you know, ranked fifth. Uh, as far as top players in this draft, I just I'm curious why this player fell, who was so highly regarded, fell to the Patriots at 17. I I, I don't know if you've heard anything else, or maybe one of the reasons why you think he did fall to the spot. Well, I mean, I don't have any you know specifics, but um, you know, like I said earlier, like you know, I was talking to somebody right before the draft started, a you know, a pretty big power broker in the league, and I figured that they they could be in on Gonzalez, um, you know, higher up in the draft. And, and I asked him about him and, and, you know, I talked about like, he looks the part, you know, you know, very good athlete, but, um, 
you know, he, he just mentioned that there are issues with him. I don't know what the issues are. I haven't found any issues. Um, you know, but, you know, let's also keep in mind, like, this isn't a huge drop. It's not like, you know, Barmore going from the 20s to the 30s. I mean, from, you know, he was probably going, you know, top 10. I mean, he, he definitely got passed by a bunch of other quarterbacks. I mean, the Emmanuel Forbes thing is mind-boggling to me. I think, you know, and, you know, to defend Christian a little bit, you know, I do think when you watch him, you, you know, you wonder about, um, and some guys are just like this. They just, they're so good athletically that they make it look easy. And that is uncomfortable for some people. They want people who, you know, look like they're working harder, who are, you know, bothered by giving up a catch. Somebody who's, you know, talks a lot of trash. This is not that type of guy. He's not. And so I'm sure there are some football people who look at that on film and it's just like, I don't know if he has the mentality to be a cornerback in the NFL. I mean, I disagree with that. I think that he, like I said, I think he's just one of these guys that makes it look easy. And sometimes it is just easy. Um, you know, Asamoah for a long time was a really good player. And he was kind of, you know, a refined, I would say more elegant cornerback. And some people don't like that. I don't have a problem with it. And I think, I think the Patriots are going to benefit from that because I do think Gonzalez is a really good player. I think, I think the big thing is they just wonder, does he have an edge? And, you know, how, how important is that? to you when it comes to evaluating cornerbacks. Greg Bedard here from the Boston Sports Journal. We're uh, talking about Christian Gonzalez, who's selected 17th overall from the Patriots today. Uh, a 40-yard dash was 4-3. Uh, we mentioned Marcus Jones, right? Fastest guy in the draft, uh, Tyquan Thornton, uh, another fast player. Uh, is, is this now something that they're looking to to add is more speed? And is that really where the game's going? And, and this is a big corner. That also has speed, but just looking at this, is this the type of player that the Patriots have been selecting over the last couple of drafts? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've, they've obviously made a decision. I mean, you know, you look at some of their draft picks last year especially, and now, you know, with this, with with, with his speed, I mean, you know, 4-3-9, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, special speed and it's, you know, and it's good that they're doing that. I wish they would be a little bit more, I wish they'd be a little bit more interested in that at some of their offensive skill positions and also, you know, linebacker and other things where they keep, they keep getting burned by the better teams. Like they just, in the biggest games against the better offenses, they just have a tough time, you know, covering, but, you know, at least this is a, um, at least this, this is a guy who, um, you know, certainly shows a lot of upside and and is is going to contribute uh, to that team speed. And I do think it's a big um, a big thing for them uh, under Macro. All right. Well, uh, look at the rest of the draft. I know uh, quarterback heavy at the top. One of them wasn't selected. We'll get Greg's thoughts on that. And then all oh, the running backs they came off the board early in the draft as well. We'll take a look at the rest of the draft and what did the Lions do? Well, <laughs> Greg will try to break that down for us. Well, I'll take a quick break here. I'm Joe Murray, live from the Windbed Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. We'll talk to you right after this. Stick around. We've got even hotter takes coming up on the Sports Hub. Al Horford for the put away. Good night, three. Listen to every Celtics game on your home for Boston sports. Jalen steals it and scores off the window. 98.5. Wow. The Sports Hub. 
Boston sports fans wake up with Toucher and Rich. Weekdays at 6. Now, more hot takes on the Sports Hub. Back here on 98.5, the Sports Hub. I'm Joe Murray. Alex Barr's hanging around somewhere. He's been listening to uh, all the press conferences that have been happening. So uh, I'm sure he's going to have all that updated on 98.5, the Sports Hub.com. Uh, Greg Bedard is with us. He's from the Boston Sports Journal. Greg, uh, what you what you think of the draft uh, at, the, at the top? I don't know if you had any surprises. Did you? Do you think C.J. Stroud was going to go too? Obviously, Bryce Young, uh, you know, consensus number one overall pick. And what do you think about the Texans going two, three back to back, and did they give up too much for it? Uh, you know, I'll have to defer to you on the package. I didn't really see that. I, I wasn't really watching the draft that closely early. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I picked him there, but I was surprised that Stroud went to the Texans at two. Um, I, I I think there are things that I, I don't love about Stroud, and I wonder, you know, is he the type of guy that can carry a franchise, especially one that's struggling? You know, that they went right back up and got Will Anderson. Um, that was shocking to me. I mean, I that can't be Nick Casario's call. Um, I can't see Nick Casario, you know, doing that, considering where that team is, like putting that amount of resources in two players. I mean, two, you know, big players and important players. Um, little surprised that, you know, Richardson went four um, to the Colts and that, you know, Levis, as far as I know, he's still he's still on the board. Um, you know, that doesn't surprise me that Levis, you know, certainly didn't go early. Um, I thought that was a bunch of crap, really, <laughs> um, in the lead up to all this. It, the film just isn't there on him. And there's a bunch of other things, you know, with his personality that I think turned some people off. Um, but, you know, probably, you know, probably the biggest shocker, um, I would say, you know, the, the sort of, you know, that whole, the whole Gibbs, Van Ness, McDonald, Forbes, that sort of in the middle of the round, like, I think that just sort of shows you that, um, this draft was short on blue chip guys and it was just sort of teams looking for what fits them. Uh, Alex Barth is now back. Yes, I am back. What, Matt what'd you, Groh said his piece. What would you learn from Matt Groh today? Um, they really liked Gonzalez. Uh, they, they had him as the cons- consensus player. The other interesting thing he said, and Joe, we kind of speculated on this. We were on the Facebook Live. They traded back feeling confident that he wasn't going to be taken. And they said they had, he said they had a pretty good idea the commanders were going to take Forbes. So he knew Gonzalez wasn't maybe a consensus number one corner on other teams' boards. But... Uh, I, I, and he said they thought about trading up at one point. So I think they played the board very well. Um, it, Greg, I apologize. I didn't hear your initial take on Gonzalez, but I think they ended up with the guy that I believe is the best corner in this draft and they played the board board incredibly well to get him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think Gonzalez is a really good prospect. I mean, I, I am definitely more of a Witherspoon guy. Um, you know, I like my cornerbacks with a little bit more edge. I don't, I'm not as much into the the size profile, um, you know, I was pretty shocked that Forbes went ahead of Gonzalez, but, um, you know, sort of, you know, what I was telling um, Joe earlier is that, um, you know, I don't think that, and I don't have any specifics, but I don't, yeah. from talking to teams right before the draft, because I did ask 
about Gonzalez because, you know, I, I think he looks terrific on film and yeah. he has everything that you want. And, um, but, you know, some teams were just like turned off by him. I don't know what it was about him. And, and I said to Joe, I said, it might just be a case of, you know, he makes it look so easy and effortless at times <laughs> that sometimes that doesn't really sit well with some, you know, talent evaluators who, yeah. you know, like a little bit more edginess out of their cornerbacks. And, and you know, you they, some people might worry about his compete and things like that. I think that's overrated. I think that his film is just too good and too clean. And, and you know, sometimes some guys make it look easy because it is easy for them. Right. And you just got to leave it there. So, you know, I think the Patriots did, you know, um, I think the Patriots did really well. I mean, I, I'm I'm shocked that – uh, that the Patriots thought that, you know, Forbes was going to be the next cornerback um, off the list. I would not have said that before the night started. The way so. Groh worded it, it, it sounded more like they knew Washington specifically was going to go Forbes over Gonzalez. So so more about mm-hmm. the specific team than just the player. Just for yeah. the context. Um, a, a, a fun fact, um, Joe will probably like this, a fun fact about Christian Gonzalez, if you watched Hard Knocks this past season with the Detroit Lions. Remember when uh, David Blau, the backup quarterback, was watching his wife um, running in track? I think it was the, I don't know if it was the Olympics or qualifying or something like that. That was Gonzalez's sister. Um, wow. Blau is married to Gonzalez's sister. So, wow. a little fun fact for you. Hey, the more you know. Hey, speaking of the Lions, <laughs> they had a great second round tonight. What, what what do you have? Do you know what the? Uh, I don't know. I again, I, I watch all these games. Uh, Alex has been doing uh, mock drafts constantly. Well, a lot of what, good that did. Man. What what did they do? Is this? I mean, Dan Campbell. Listen, it works, right? I mean, he's got a certain way, but these were Dan Campbell's picks. I don't think the GM was making these. They're ready to bite kneecaps. Yeah, it was. It, it seemed like this seemed like one of those typical drafts where a team is like feeling itself and is now looking for like missing. They think they're looking for missing pieces. So, you know, when you look at Gibbs, I mean, what they have, I mean, they, they, they let go of, I forget the, uh, the the guy who cried on hard knocks, um, the running back, you know, he, he left in free agency. They have Swift. Who's great. You know, they have David Montgomery, but I don't think they really have, a receiving tight end, and I, I mean, uh, running back, and I think they, you know, a really good one, and I think they view as, you know, our offense is so good, this one guy can make us that much better on offense. And then on defense, I mean, look, I love uh, the linebacker, Jack Campbell. I was hoping that he might be available late in the first round, maybe early in the second, and Bill would finally take a, a bigger linebacker with a better athletic profile than he's used to. I thought that maybe this would be the guy that would get Bill into the uh, into recent times as far as defense and picking linebackers. But, you know, I liked him, but I didn't like him at 18. That's for sure. Hey, a run of uh, wide receivers went after uh, the Lions and Bucks. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to Seattle. Quinton Johnston to the Chargers. And then Zay Flowers goes to Baltimore where do you think the Patriots were in on any of these guys if they if they fell or what what, did they think corner the whole way here yeah I I don't I (coughs) excuse me I think that they were in on offensive tackles and cornerbacks um I don't think they had any interest in any of the receivers in the first round and I don't think they're crazy about this class in general 
Um, and I, and after watching the film, I agree with them. I, quite frankly, I I hated this wide receiver class outside of the top two, and there's a few guys later that I like for different profiles. Um, but like you know, if I'm them, I'm much more interested in the tight ends than the receivers in this draft. So you, you talk about they were in on tackles and corners there. Obviously, Broderick Jones was on the board of 24. They like to make the trade. Do you think that was a case of they had Gonzalez ranked higher than Broderick Jones, or do you think they were out on a guy like Broderick Jones, that smaller, more athletic kind of tackle? I think they were, from what I understand, um, and people who uh, you know are sort of aligned with how the Patriots look at draft prospects, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had Broderick Jones off their draft board entirely for you know some off-field concerns i mean you know i i mocked him to the patriots i didn't know that ahead of time um you know but i think some teams have some concerns about him and so i think i would if they i think he would have been a consideration possibly later in the first round but i think at that point in the draft i think that they gonzalez was probably the highest guy on their board yeah, and just finishing out, the uh, I, mean, I didn't mention Jordan Addison. He uh, goes to the Vikings as well. So they get another wide receiver to add to their offense. Uh, the by the Giants, way, yeah, go ahead. By the way, I mean, I just wanted to say about, you know, Zay Flowers, the local kid at BC who, you know, I think the kid's tremendous um, in all areas on and off the field. And that's, you know, that's a really good move, you know, for the Ravens. I know, yeah. you know, they, they've had Bateman. They, they've certainly had their issues at receiver, but. You know, I see no reason why Zay Flowers should not be a really good receiver. And I think, you know, he'll be really good for, you know, Lamar. And I, I think that's that that was a really good move for both Zay personally and, and also the Ravens. And I think he said afterwards, he's like, yeah, I knew. And you never know. I mean, after the selection, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, But he said something right. like, this is where I always wanted to end up from the beginning. From when I met with him, I was hoping I'd be here. So. Yeah, uh, and then a run of receivers go off the board, and then a couple other guys come up. Deontay Banks, I know uh, Alex was kind of high on him as uh, a potential defensive back for the Patriots. Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah, goes to Buffalo. Uh, now he's in the division, was was a standout at Utah, pass catcher. Um, I know he plays tight end pass catcher, but uh, what did you think about him and um, did you think you think it's a good spot for him going to a team like the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I I, I don't have any access to the medical on him because he he was coming off a yep. serious back injury, um, you know. But his film is outstanding, and you know he is going to be uh, you know a load for the Patriots to to cover. I mean, him and Dawson Knox, and I do think you're right to to sort of describe him as a pass catcher because. You know, they, they haven't really had a slot um, the last year. And I think that, you know, because Cole Beasley sort of washed out. And I think they really missed that type of guy. And I think that Kincaid just gives you another short option for, you know, for uh, for Josh Allen. And, you know, makes them much tougher. I mean, with Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, and you're hoping to get more out of Cleo Shakur uh, this year. And then Knox. And, you know, you got, you know, James Cook should be coming along, Damian Harris, who, of course, we know well. Like, you know, I, th- I would say that the Bills going into this season are going to be much tougher to defend than they were a year ago, and um, that's bad news for the Patriots. 
Surprised at all that Joey Porter Jr. didn't go in the first round? No, I, I, I did not like him as a prospect. I thought that, you know, he's, um, I think he's, I think he's limited as a man guy just because, he, you know, he gets really grabby and he's so big. Uh, I think that, and those sort of really big cornerbacks, as we've seen here in New England, um, they have a tough time transitioning to being an every down player. I think he would fit more of a cover three scheme with that length, uh, sort of getting in the passing lanes. And, and those teams are dwindling a little bit. Um, but I'm not all that surprised um, that he didn't go. All right. Well, uh, let's look at, let's look at the, the second round coming up in just a little bit. Uh, see what they have on, uh, on hand for day two. Uh, I know Alex has a few more questions for Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. We'll uh, get to the headlines here. We'll take a quick break, and we'll look at day two of the draft coming up next here on 98.5 The Sports Zone. All right, back here on 98.5 The Sports Hub. We're, we're all out of swag, Alex Barth. We've given away all the swag. Yes, no more swag. We still have some stragglers here at the Windbet Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long draft night, and the Celtics uh, won, so we're all we're all. It was happy a good night. It was a good night. Um, we got Greg Bedard on the line from the Boston Sports Journal. Let's look ahead to day two. Uh, we already mentioned Joey Porter did not get selected, so he's one of the guys that are still there. Uh, now that corner has been taken, Greg, what do you think is the next position of need? It's obviously offensive tackle, and it's getting pretty thin in you know what they can get with. Uh, you know, I think they pick like fifteenth in the second round. Um, you know, you're looking at guys like Dewan Jones, who's like a Trent Brown clone, even down to, you know, you're not sure whether he wants to play or not. You know, big hulking guy um, probably certainly has the most upside. You know, some people are big on Bergeron from Syracuse. I see him more as a guard, I guess. You know, he, he, he at least has the – I can see him appealing to the Patriots because he gives you versatility where he could almost play all five spots on the line. Um, you know, I think that Carter Warren from Pittsburgh – is a guy who's sort of rock solid, not not flashy, but won't bust. I'm not big on Jalen Duncan or Blake Freeland. Those guys are major projects. <clears throat> and maybe with those veterans that they have, you know, maybe you can afford that. But, I mean, you know, they brought back a guy like Yadni Kajust. I don't know what they're doing there. I mean, if you're looking for value, um, you know, they, only one tight end's gone. And this tight end class is deep as hell. I mean, you know, you could come out with, you know, a Musgrave or a Laporta and then also a Darnell Washington. You're talking about a, you know, Gronk Hernandez type double dip at the position. And then, um, you know, receiver, you could be interested in some of the guys. I mean, the guys that I like that will be available in the next couple rounds. I like Mingo from Mississippi. I like Jaden Reed from Michigan State and Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. I'm not as big on like Jalen Hyatt, who's a speed guy, or even Josh Downs, who's okay from UNC. But um, those are the areas that, you know, I would be looking at. So you, you mentioned Darnell Washington there. That's a guy, you know, I, I, does he get to 46? I feel like it's a coin flip there. But they've traded up in the second round each of the last five years. And Matt Groh tonight talked about 
how they have, I think he called it currency. They have some extra currency with that fourth-round pick they picked up in the deal with Pittsburgh, now four fourth-round picks. You, you, do you think they make their first selection tomorrow at 46 or earlier? And who are some of the guys that like just fell out of the first round that you could see them moving up to target? Yeah, it's a good question, um, Alex. I mean, I think that, you know, depending and, – and, you know, the Patriots always do a great job of not going into a draft and being absolutely desperate at a position. I mean, you know, they added, you know, Calvin Anderson and Riley Reef at, at tackle, and they have Trent Brown coming back. I mean, you know, I think Dewan Jones would be a guy if – Oh, yeah. The, it depends on how they feel about him, you know, off the field. I mean – you know, they've already dealt with Trent Brown. How did they like that experience? It's going to be very similar with, I mean, I think he's the type of guy who, you know, on film at times he's a first rounder. And if you can go up and get him, um, package some of those later round picks, and if you're okay with him, his work ethic and things like that, I think he would be worthy of it. And, you know, like you said, you know, I think any of the top tight ends, I mean, Meyer's still on the board. I'm not a big Meyer guy. Um I had a second-round grade on him, so I'm not yeah. surprised that he's still on the board. But, you know, Musgrave and Laporta I really liked, and Washington is one of those, you know, uh, you know, b- planet guys where there's not too many guys who are 6'7", 270, running 4'6", and, you know, and can block and and catch. So, you know, if, if you're asking me, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, targeting like a Dewan Jones and a Darnell Washington um, and move up the next couple rounds. Speaking my language, those are like my two favorite players in this draft. Uh, how about Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama, the consensus yeah. top safety in this draft? A lot of people thought he'd be a first-round pick. He's still on the board. Do you think he's a guy they could look at, or do you buy kind of what's come out of there that they feel good about where they're at at the safety position? Yeah, I do I, I do think that they feel good about where they're at. I think they have, you know, a bunch of options. I mean, you know, you, of course, have the three sort of, um, you know, box safeties that they have that, you know, maybe an Adrian Phillips can play the deep safety role, but you also, you know, now that you added a cornerback, now you're displacing somebody. So Jalen Mills is back. I'm sure he's going to get a shot at free safety. Miles Bryant has played there at times. Um, You know, I, I, you know, I think that's, you know, that's a good thought. I mean, I think branch is a good player. I, I think he, he would be more of a second round guy. So I could see that he's, he's just a versatile good solid player i don't think he's a he's a come in and start for sure year one but yeah i mean you know he played the star role at alabama and so i'm sure that will appeal to belichick i gotta ask you about the quarterback position uh hendon hooker is still available Uh, this is this is like a this is like a 98.5 like standing uh order isn't it we have to talk about quarterback position and max well I mean, they got well. Hendon Hooker is still available. I guess that's a yeah. Uh, I'll say that. Well, not I, just Hendon Hooker. Will Love is still there. Will Levis is still there. I, I want to take my victory lap on that. Uh, yeah, he's going first overall. Reddit says. Yeah, hey, Reddit knows. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, it, you know, Joe, it's 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 good that you did bring up Hooker because when I was looking at, you know, who's available, um, you know, I Hooker is the guy that I've been on for a while, even, you know, when Felger and Maz would ask me during the season, like, you know, give us a name at quarterback. And, you know, uh, you know, Hooker's a guy that I, I really like. I think he's like a, a bigger, stronger, more durable Teddy Bridgewater. And I really like Teddy Bridgewater coming out. I just didn't like his size profile um, and his durability, which has been an issue. I think that, you know, I love Hooker, you know, in a lot of different ways. 
um, you know, leadership, smart as hell. Um, you know, if he lingers there, that could be a guy that, you know, I would think about where, you know, you sort of redshirt him his first year coming off the knee injury. And, you know, you see what happens and it's, you don't have to go back in for quarterback next year if Mac Jones doesn't have a good season this year and, you know, you're not on the zappy train. So I, I think it's something they have to talk about overnight when they sort of reset the board and look at who's out there. Do you think they'll draft a quarterback this year? I mean, I know they'll always bring one in. And, um, we know Trace McSorley is now a part of the mix, but do you think there's someone else in this draft, maybe not day two, but down the line that they could take a look at, a Clayton Tune? I know they looked at DTR, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson in the past. Yep. Is there any other quarterback you may think that would they will they draft a quarterback? Uh, I think there's a decent chance. I mean, you know, I know Tom Kern had the report that, um, you know, basically Mac Jones is safe and they will not be drafting a quarterback. Um, you know, I, I do think the guys who you, I think, I think Hooker, um, Tune, and um, the UCLA kid, um, those would be the guys that I would be open to, you know, if, if the value is there, um, you know, when it comes time to pick. So uh, before we let you go, Greg, anything else um, that you're looking at? Uh, you know, any other position that you think that they'll uh, that that will be a need? And do you see any surprises uh, the rest of the way here with the uh, with the Patriots? Well, now a boatload of draft picks the rest of this draft. Man, I, you know, one guy who you know, I, I there are a couple guys that I love their film. I was pretty bummed that Anton Harrison from Oklahoma went um yeah. he was sort of my binky at tackle and i was hoping maybe he'd slide to the second round he's really young but man his film was off the charts but you know at receiver if you wanted to add somebody you know mingo from mississippi um he, you know he he's he's a big guy but timed really well and i think he's he has inside outside versatility um and i think he's a good ball player um low bust rate and uh the kid tyler scott eventually um, sort of a small slot guy, but, you know, has downfield ability. And, um, you know, I think I, every year I'm going to say this. I'm hoping that they draft some sort of really good athletic, you know, linebacker like, you know, an Overshawn from Texan, Texas or a Henley from Washington State. Like, you know, just somebody that uh, might shake up the athletic profile at linebacker because I do think they are distinctly – lacking there when it comes to the modern game can we get an aaron Rodgers to the jets take from you greg uh it'll be it'll be <laughs> it'll be good to see uh my old friend um aaron Rodgers twice a year i got to spend time with him at lambo at his locker last year um he he, he noticed my weight loss he was very impressed <laughs> um he, he I, i'll tell you what that guy doesn't forget anything um but uh you know i watched his press conference um you know, it sounds like a refreshed. I think change is good. I think it'll be good for him initially. Will it sustain? I don't know. You know, he, he it's much different than the last time I went through this with Favre. Um, you know, Favre definitely was out to prove the Packers wrong. I, Aaron is not wired the same way. It's just, but time is a flat circle. Another Packers cornerback ending up in New York. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right, he's Greg Bedard. Check out all his stuff on Boston Sports Journal. I'm sure you'll have a big breakdown of everything from the draft and continued draft coverage 
as well. Greg, appreciate you staying up late with us tonight and uh, another night tomorrow of the draft and everyone's expert opinion. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, right. Greg. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's uh, Greg Bedard, the uh, Boston Sports Journal. Check out all his stuff there. Uh, he'll have a nice write-up of uh, Christian Gonzalez and the rest of the Patriots uh, draft picks the rest of the way. Uh, Alex Barth is here. I'm Joe Murray. We got one more segment to go right here on 98.5 The Sports Zone. More sports talk and your calls on the way on The Sports Zone. Hey, Big Jim Murray here again for AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's now officially been a year for me taking AG1 as part of my daily morning ritual. It's been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. Just one scoop into 12 ounces of water on an empty stomach to start the day, and I get all my nutritional bases covered. Since I started AG1, I've noticed a real dramatic difference in my appetite, my energy. I've been sleeping better. So what is it? Sure you're asking. Well, with one tasty scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash shockey. That's athleticgreens.com slash shockey. Check it out. It is Ramiro, and I'm so excited because I'm going to be at Panacea Wellness, their new location in Beverly. It's 13 Enon Street, okay? So join me April 28th. It's on a Friday from 11 to 1. See everything they have to offer from concentrates to edibles to pre-rolls, tinctures, topicals, vaporizers, accessories, all that. Panacea Wellness has it all. And if you come down April 28th from 11 to 1, you can see it all with me, Ramiro. Panacea Wellness in Beverly. I can't wait. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR282334.